0: What's up, Redemption? How you doing? My name is John Hendricks, and this is another episode of the threshold 4 podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be having on a brand new guest. We've got my buddy Rob M. from Rob M. Studios, and we're going to be talking about the New York State tournament that happened just over a week ago. We'll also be picking out our second winner in our six weeks of giveaway that we're doing thanks to our sponsors at Covenant Games and also our friends at Your Turn Games, giving away... Two contender decks during weeks five and six, but we'll be figuring out who wins the second play map and we'll give the riddle for week three. So glad you're here. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome into episode number 29 of the Threshing Floor. John Hendricks here as always, and I'm joined by an all new guest to the podcast, We've got Rob M. from Rob Studios. How you doing, Rob?
1: I'm doing pretty well, John. Thanks for having me on. Yep. What's up, everybody?
0: And uh, maybe, maybe this is the start of getting some new guests in. I know that we've kind of, uh, you know, ran through, like, going back through the cycle here with some of the guests we've got on. But hopefully we get some new guests moving forward here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for uh, having me join. It's glad to be here.
0: So... The reason that you are joining, and we'll, we'll just kind of tell what the, the podcast episode is going to entail. Obviously, we're going to do the recent news. We're going to go over some spoilers. But I guess now it's been a week removed. So you guys had your New York State tournament, and it's one of the first. I'm, I'm not sure if it's actually, I, I believe, Chad with the um, Northwest Play Group. I believe they had their states as well. So I don't know uh, how many states have happened, but it's pretty early in the cycle. So we thought, you know, it'd be a good idea to kind of share some of the, uh, you know, happenings at that state tournament and whatnot. So that's why we've got Rob on and we'll get to that in a bit, but we'll go over some recent news first. So, as always, you have Tyler making deck videos and making them so fast that you can't test them in between So he has released (laughs) this week a New Testament gold deck, which, you know, of course he would because him and Chris designed New Testament gold. So at some point you knew he was going to have to spotlight it. And then also pretty recent to the recording of this podcast tonight is a deck focusing on prophets for offense and Pharisees for defense. So those are both on Tyler channel on YouTube. So you can go and check those out. We've also got our friend Jaden with Redemption with Jaden who this week on his regular Thursday release put out an Armor of God deck. There's been a few people on the Discord talking about Armor of God deck and he kind of did his version of that. So you have that and then he also has an online local round one I believe is is what I saw was available. I don't know if any more are going to be available by the time that you get this podcast episode, but that's from Saturday's online local, and also it's a mouthful here, just because it's all this all this content all of a sudden this week, last week it didn't feel like we had all that much, but you've got Jared, who is him on Discord, had some live stream content, I believe he did his Zoom invitational game with... Rob Smith, who is Demon Hunter 85. I believe he did that. And then he had some other content on YouTube for live stream. And that should be up and you can go check that out. Also, in the most anticlimactic box opening video that there ever was, John Early opened a phase one box. I'm not going to, I mean, you can probably guess what anticlimactic would mean, but it is literally the most anticlimactic. So you can go check that out, and then that brings us to you, Rob. You, you've got a video that is going to be available, and it's not available now at the time of recording, but by the time this comes out, it will be available of your Zoom Invitational Round 1 game, and that's available on your YouTube channel. So, and with that, I'll just give you the floor here. Do you want to provide an update for the Zoom Invitational?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, awesome content this week, guys. Lots of good stuff. Um, I really enjoyed, I didn't get to finish watching it, but I started watching Tyler's gold and crimson deck video. And just, uh, he's been giving me a lot of feedback. He's a great guy to reach out to whenever you need uh, help with deck builds. So not to bombard him with more people, but um, he's always been helpful for me. uh, And uh probably talk about that more when we get into the content of the podcast. But um, yeah, for the zoom invitational, we had three rounds. We had eight players and um, thank you to all who participated in the first, uh, I'm going to title them series. So this is the first series of the zoom discord invitational. And it was neat to have him and Rob do their live Uh, game so that game kind of determined the outcome of the zoom discord invitational and we had if you go by the game score we had a four-way tie for first however that's not how it works in redemption so uh, the top four players had a game score of six and they all also had um three of them had a Lost Soul score of three, I believe. I'm pulling them back up. Um, Yep. Three of them had a Lost Soul score of plus three. And one of them came out on top simply by winning one more Lost Soul than the rest of them throughout the tournament. So our winner for the first series of the Zoom Discord Invitational is...
0: Where's the drum roll when you need
1: it? Yeah, no. Where's the drum roll? Come on. Demon (laughs) Hunter, 85 So with that, um, I did kind of say that I would be uh, spoiling the winner on my channel. So I kind of just threw you guys off a little bit. And we are doing that here on the threshing floor instead, since I'm the guest this week. And um, yeah, so with that, I'm kind of doing my own little uh, award system for the um, whole season as i'll call it so the season will last um, throughout this year and at the end of the season um, the person with the most rob m. credits will be awarded a custom rob m studios playmat. so what that means right now is demon hunter has two rob m credits the other three gentlemen uh, jared brad and derek have one third of a point <laughs> since they all tied for second, they split the one point and they each have a third of a point. So um, I'm kind of doing this just to, you know, encourage other people to come on in and jump on in the zoom slash discord games. And um, yeah, I do say custom play Matt because um, I can uh, actually thank Rob Smith for this. Um, uh, Shout out to him I did a giveaway at my tournament involving a playmat and I've've I've sold a couple of play mats and for the most part they're all unique play mats so what I'm going to do is you get a playmat from me and as long as it is an image that we're allowed to use uh, you whoever wins at the end can tell me you know I want to use set image from you know, whatever artists that we have access to that's, you know, won't be breaking any copyrights by using it. And, you know, my logo will go on there and the logo for the, um, Zoom discord invitational will go on there as well. And yeah, I just, uh, be something cool for whoever gets it to, you know, show their friends or bring it to tournaments. And yeah, that's the, uh, big news for, for that. And, um, rob smith you'll be leading the point system for that and i will be i've been working on a little discord channel uh, for that to kind of store the information for the credits Um, i have links to my channel um, and also to kind of move away from using up the zoom invite channel for all the tournament stuff because i know some people got confused about hey can i you know just ask people to play games on here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to steal that channel. So um, I'm going to create my own. Thou
0: shalt not steal.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to create my own little discord and it's, it's up already. I'm just trying to make sure I know what I'm doing first before I um, send out the invite to, to those that want to be a part of that um, channel as well. So.
0: All right. Well, definitely congratulations to Rob Smith, friend of the podcast. He's been on a few times. So congratulations for winning the Series 1 Zoom Discord Invitational. Running, con- I guess, almost concurrently with that was also the Lackey Grand Prix. So if you're involved with that, make sure you get your games in this week. I have not checked in to see, you know, kind of what's going on with that because I'm not playing in it. But just want to make sure that we give a reminder for those people that are playing that to not ghost your competition. Make sure you get your games in so with that i guess we'll roll over and so rob gave away is giving away a play mat and he gave away some credits towards his so just perfect segue into going for our second winner for a threshing floor play mat so obviously rob you've already got one so i know you're ecstatic about that
1: yeah i'm excited i you know i didn't even get to listen to the podcast when I found out that I had won. So when I started listening to it, I was like, drum roll? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. And I think I think it might have been Demon Hunter. I don't know if he said it on um the general chat or if he messaged me, but he said your jam could be uh using a different playmat for each round of play at Nationals. And I was like, you know what? That would make make uh playmat number four. So <laughs> just need to get a few more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So obviously you can't win this week, but we have, let me, let me look at it. We have 13, 13 unique people that are entered that can win the play mat this week that provided a response for the right. riddle. And the riddle oh, was... Geez. I I guess I I kind of worked it down and and guys, I'm not perfect. And obviously that came through with the fact that some people were having difficulty with the riddle, but I would also like to say, and I'm not calling anyone out specifically at all. So don't, don't take this the wrong way, but it was literally like three hours after the podcast released that people were like, I can't find it. So (laughs) there's, there's also an element of like, you might have to look for it. But I also will take into, you know, positive feet or I don't know if it was some people might have just been angry and, and, you know, giving me feedback. But I will take all of that feedback and try to improve on that. But the way it broke down, the final way that I worded the riddle was, I believe I added a couple of hints with it, but I am both old and new during battle. I can be helpful and I will be at nationals. Or, or during battle, I can help, but I do not like to brag. I will be at Nationals. And so the answer was a redemption card. Do you know what that answer is, Rob?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, at first, I you know, was like, what is that? What could it be? And I was like, m- you know, coming up with different answers. I was like, well, what if it was like a legacy rare? And it was like the proud Pharisee or something. But I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. At Nationals. Um, so I believe it is the humble lost soul.
0: That is correct. All right. And the, the whole point of, I will be at nationals is obviously because it is one of the winter promos. I believe it is third place. It's one that the community voted on. So that was last week's riddle and we had 13 people submit the answer and I am about to spin the wheel on again. I'm using the app tiny decisions. I've entered everyone's name. And so we'll give it a click and we'll see where it goes.
1: Need a sound effect to go with that.
0: The drum roll is what we really need. And it looks like the winner is going to be Luke Marshall. So Ah, Marshall matters himself. Luke Marshall, you are the proud new owner of a threshing floor play mat. And that will be coming by way of our sponsor for the podcast covenant games. And so you will not be able to win for the next two weeks. So there'll be two more riddles that you cannot partake in. But again, for you, Rob, and now Luke, if you guys win either week five or six, I'm saving the names. So in this case, the other 12 people for this week, if Luke ends up winning one of the contender decks and playmats in week five and six, we'll come back and spin this again and provide that play mat to someone from that batch of, you know, contestants that had the correct answer. Now, hopefully all that makes sense. Maybe my riddles don't make sense, but hopefully the rules <laughs> kind of make sense.
1: I think they do. I think they do, John.
0: All right. So I do have this week's riddle and I will pull that up real quick. And I'm not going to make any claims that this is going to be easy. I'm just going to give it to you, and you guys decide. So this week's riddle is, I am the greatest financier in the Bible. I floated my stock while everyone was in liquidation. Who am I? Again, I am the greatest financier in the Bible. So we're clearly talking about finances. I floated my stock while everyone was in liquidation. Who am I? Hmm. So that is the riddle. So I know you you want to start guessing right away, Rob, but.
1: Right. I know <laughs> I can't guess either way. So I'll just, you know, have to think about it. And...
0: I will tell you guys that I bounced this off of my buddy, John Early, and he did not get it right out of the gate. So it is, it is one that you might overthink. You might underthink, but give it some time and then submit your answers using the same form. Also, a reminder that you can also submit your three reviews like my friend Rob here has done. And those each person can get up to three additional entries into the week six contest. So really, you can have your name in the week six four times because of the the question for that week and the three reviews will go into that week. And again, week five and six, I guess I should mention, is going to be a play mat from Covenant Games and also from our friends at Your Turn Games and new owner Andy Fish. You will be getting a contender deck of your choice from what is available in stock at the time that we give those away. So, all the winners, as we get closer to time, I'll reach out and get your shipping details and we'll make sure you get all those. Again, prizes will ship after we get all the winners. So, we are now on to week three of the six-week giveaway here from the podcast. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that. So now that we've done that, Covenant Games now has all rotation sets in stock except for Lineage of Christ. So you can go and see our sponsor and purchase new cards and get anything that's from the rotation card pool except for Lineage of Christ. So that means that they do have phase one of GOC in stock as well so you can check them out for purchasing new cards and with that we'll roll right into spoilers and this week gathering the spoilers for the outline that I have each week was a ton easier because we have read-only channels now so all of the spoilers are being added into a read-only channel so you can go and keep up with you won't have to go and kind of guess like I did a couple of weeks ago when I didn't realize that the repentant thief was in GOC phase 1 and I was like have we seen that card yet so you can keep up with the <laughs> you can keep up with the spoilers a little bit easier and hopefully that helps everyone out i know it helped me out this week so we'll get into that and we'll start with the first spoiler that we got on Thursday for this past Thursday for the starter decks. And we've got terrifying Philistines. This is a mono black brigade evil character that is warrior class. It's a generic Philistine and its special ability is Rob. Why don't you tell them the special ability?
1: Oh, let me go read the special ability for you. Oh wait, Meek. It has no special ability. Sorry.
0: No special ability. And that's actually pretty awesome. I think it's awesome because this gives Philistines another toy to play with Goshen because Goshen triggers on a meek character being in battle. So it can work if you have a meek evil character in battle. And so we had Lammy previously. I think there was one more from the, um, INJ fourth edition starter decks, but now we have terrifying Philistines in the new starter deck. So you can use that to trigger Goshen so you can create a band, you know, end it with this and all of your black enhancements work. And if they play anything that doesn't match the characters that they have in battle, then it would get tossed pretty cool concept. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, and he's a 10 11, so he's, you know, not, not, uh, not going to be easy to get by. Right. He's a, card number 53 so means there's at least three cards in the reserve huh
0: yep and i guess you know philistines what we saw from lineage of christ you know they they banned pretty well so him being 10 and 11 on his own plus the fact that he's probably easy to get into a band as you're ending that band with him which means you you should be able to have higher numbers than your opponent and then you know, force their hand on what they can and cannot play if they're playing a lot of multi-brigade enhancements. So I think it's a pretty cool concept overall. And I guess that will move us on to the next spoiler that we got by guessing who the character was in a little game with Marcus the other night. Um, Since we talked before we started recording, Rob, and we both decided that we didn't know how to say his name, I'm going to let you do this card.
1: Oh, awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to hopefully say this right. Abishai, uh, you may exchange this card with a first Samuel hero from reserve or discard pile. He is an 811 purple hero. He's warrior class. And he is from the K deck card number 28. First of all, the
0: background on this card, like the color scheme on Mm -hmm. this one looks really good. But then the the perspective of him having his hand out with, you know, his other hand back with his what looks like his weapon, uh, but it's hidden by his body. But it, it's pretty cool, pretty cool looking artwork. You know, it's almost like the hand's reaching out to you know touch you.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: this card is one that you can exchange with a hero in reserve or discard pile. So it's similar to a mechanic that is popular in the game with, um, you know, the target, the, the location of the target might be different. You know, Angel of the Winds can go into your deck, can come in and exchange. You have, you know, just off. you know, we talked about Philistine just a moment ago. You have Philistine Armor Bearer that can go and, you know, exchange. So characters coming in and exchanging are a common thing that you're going to see in, you know, meta-relevant cards that are coming out. So it's nice to see that this is, you know, in the starter decks to have a character like this and it can get your David back if, you know, it's in discard pile. So seems like a pretty exactly useful right. ability exactly. and the fact that, you know, it's just one of the common abilities that you're going to see in the game to have it in the starter deck is really nice. And we didn't necessarily have that, you know, at least when I came in the game with the INJ starter decks, you know, some of those abilities were in the starter decks, but you know, the actual cards were moving on into a different direction. So it's nice to see those represented in the starter decks now. Absolutely. So um I guess we're going to go over three lost souls. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance if these are something that we've seen already. They were in the read only channel And I do not recall actually seeing them that I am aware of. But it could be that we saw them so early on that I have forgotten. But we're going to review them as if they are completely new spoilers. Because when I looked at them, I thought they were completely new spoilers. So we're just going to roll with it. You know, and if you guys want to vote me out next term, you know, and get you a new podcast host, you can do that. (laughs) But (laughs) we've got Lost Soul Shepherds. And this card says, if put in play, you may underdeck a card from hand to draw one. So, I know that we saw one soul that that did something or draw one, um, or had some ability to to draw one if something happened. So, one of these we we've, we've probably seen already, at least if not all of them. But this one, if put in play, you may underdeck a card from hand to draw one. That's a pretty useful ability if you've got you know, a rough hand and this comes out, or you've got a card with a star ability that you want to reuse. If you play it in decks that have stars that you can use. I don't know. Now, Rob, don't get in trouble here. Right. But I think it's, it's probably safe to, to say there's, there's not any stars in the starter decks, Right.
1: I believe I can say that there's not. Yeah, that there's definitely not stars in the starter deck. I'm pretty sure that's known already, but okay. If I'm not don't don't come don't come looking <laughs> for me. But um right. I think that's a game mechanic they didn't want to um put in the starter decks cuz that would be a little too complicated and as far as I know, I mean, well, I I took it as game.
0: maybe not because it's too difficult. I just read right. read between the lines and I know that they wanted the star abilities tying the Christ centric sets of right prophecies of Christ lineage of Christ and now gospel of Christ. And so it didn't necessarily mean that that mechanic is always going to be around or whatnot. And obviously we don't know what sets look like after GOC to where is star ability still going to be around, or they're still going to be used as often. It's kind of like the uh, it'll probably end up being, if I had to guess like the cloud icon, where you still see it, but it's just not, you know, an overbearing overarching, Mm -hmm. you know, mechanic that ties cards together. So I could see for those reasons, I assume that there's none. And plus I would assume that, you know, we've already seen uh, David and Goliath. I would assume that there was star abilities. It would be on the more popular characters in the decks. So just reading between the lines and, you know, I think if, if anybody in leadership wants to get mad at you for, for saying that, they can come at me. I'll I'll take <laughs> I'll take the heat.
1: All right, sounds good. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: that's going to bring us to the next lost soul, and I'll let you I'll let you read that off, Rob, if you want.
1: All right. That is the fat lost soul. If rescued you may, you may draw one it's from the L deck, card number six.
0: So if rescued, you may draw one. Fairly simple. Fairly simple ability. This one kind of reminds me of um the cards that they had in or one of the one of the I it's either in the I deck or the J deck. They had that one lost soul that said if rescued, you may um what was it? Search each discard pile for a hero and put it in play or something like that. But it was a Uh-oh.
1: Yeah. When this lost soul is rescued from your territory, you may search your discard pile for a hero. That's the one from the I deck. And the one from the J deck was when this lost soul is rescued, each player must draw one. Okay. I just happen to have them both in front of me.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) it's, it's literally the exact, the exact same thing for the one player. You don't do it for the opponent now as the, the one, one card there that you get to draw one, but we had a lost soul in the previous starter decks that triggered on being rescued. So it's cool that these are in here because you want to, you want to create something, whether it's an ongoing ability or it's something that triggers on rescue to where the fact that son of God says negate and rescue a lost soul, you want that to mean something for teaching the game. So if rescued, you may draw one. I come in with son of God. I rescue it. I negate it and then rescue it. You don't draw one. Now you've learned what, negating on son of God means when it's paired with the rescue. So I think those it's nice to see that those are, are there's something that doesn't just trigger when put in territory so that or when put in land of bondage rather so that it means something on the negate portion of Son of God. So pretty pretty straightforward ability. And that'll take us to the third soul. And this one I'm 90 sure, I have not seen. I could be living under a rock. But this is a pretty cool... It's kind of like darkness, but just for Philistines. If put in play, you may take an evil Philistine from deck. And this card is called Outcry. So Lost Soul Outcry. And it's a tutor for a Philistine. So if you're running Philistines at any point in the future, and you can spare the Lost Soul slot you could really run darkness and this to potentially get you two evil characters. Could you imagine coming in off of your opening eight, you've got this and darkness and because those can put them in your hand. So darkness would still get a trigger. So Mm -hmm. you you could get this, you grab, you grab your two best Philistine. So you could grab, I mean, what would that be? That'd be Philistine armor bearer. Of course. And then mm-hmm. what, Goliath, maybe?
1: Yeah, and why stop at two when you can put down your Damascus and get a third one out?
0: Man, look at here.
1: <laughs>
0: Philistines are so fun to play, actually. Right? like yeah. Right now, I don't know if, with all the lost soul protect, I don't know if they're the most efficient defense for you trying to win in type one the way that type one is set up. But if you want to know what defense has, backbone can band can create, you know, advantageous situations in battle for you. It's hard to beat all of the options that are presented to Philistines with the fact that they can capitalize on all of the black stuff that just came out, you know, like high priest plot is something that they can utilize. They can utilize, what is it, surreptitious scheme if you're running meek Law souls. Mm-hmm. They can use clinging to power to grab to grab pieces, wages. Just Philistines are... They are so fun when you put them all together. It's hard to do that in Type One though because you don't get to fit enough, enough of the uh, the backbone of what Philistines do into a deck without it being a little too clunky. But Philistines are pretty fun.
1: Definitely a lot of fun. They're even going to gonna be even more fun after after this is all revealed. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Is this a uh, is this a hint for the? the That's black... all I'll say
1: about it. <laughs> there be more fun.
0: Is it the hint for the black enhancement that Gabe mentioned a while back?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say is I don't know, but yeah, there's gonna be more fun.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take that. So, <laughs> I think probably the probably the strongest the strongest spoiler we've got here, as far as like the impact, like if you get this to go through the impact on the entire game, you're not just impacting the battle, but potentially the entire game at that point is right here, this spoiler. So with all of that weight, thinking about what this card could do, I'll let you Rob grab this one.
1: All right. Next up we have house divided. It is one, one mono, begrade. grade Orange evil enhancement, negate and discard all dual icon and multi brigade cards, regardless of protect abilities, if a placed orange card is in play. So, I mean, that thing is ooh, wicked. Fire right there. There goes your all your dual icon stuff. I mean, what was, and-
0: let's start, let's start mentioning it. you can get woes, you can yeah. get babble. You can get, if you, you mentioned Damascus earlier. Oh yeah. Well, that's got both yep. ways. You can play it. Yep. yep. It's gone. Um, you've got, um, any covenants because technically those mm-hmm. are, those are dual icon. I guess it would also get rid of curses because it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, differentiate alignment. Yeah.
1: And the cool, like Yep. There goes Samaritan's water jar for those gold. You brigades. can,
0: the fact that it not just discards all, but the fact it negates as well. So mm-hmm. the, the negate is really important there too, because if they're playing, you know, in technically an enhancement battle winner, or they've got a hero that's doing something, they interrupt the battle. They band in a hero that's doing something to you. And now you play this card you can negate and discard potentially that hero multi brigade or uh, multi icon or I'm sorry, multi brigade or dual icon, which means you're going to get rid of your Enosh's your Akim's you're getting mm. rid of any, any flip guys like, Oh yeah. The, it, this is a card that doesn't affect just the battle you're in. If you push through with this and it sticks, now, you obviously have to build your deck to where it doesn't hurt you so much mm-hmm. because it is one of those that, you know, house divided. You can't stand if you if you crumble your own foundation here, but if you get this through to where you're hurting the opponent and minimizing the effect to you, then, I mean, that's going to potentially affect the next battle on the next turn as well because if you kick out a bunch of heroes, they're not a ton of, like... I know we just had authority of Christ come out, but there's not a ton of mass removals that are in the game right now. And if they Mm -hmm. are, they're kind of to get them to where they're easy to push through is, you know, you can see it coming quote unquote, like a mile away to where you can kind of know how to play against it. Like if I see disciples, I already know, boom, you've got authority of Christ. And now I have to limit what evil characters I'm putting down and things of that nature. So you see it coming you can you can know that because there's so few of them. House divided, if you get that off, you're really affecting the landscape of that game.
1: I'm ready to play some orange. Let's get phase two. Let's get the nationals. Let's go <laughs> right <laughs>
0: uh, I definitely think could you imagine opening your first pack for booster and you getting house divided in there like you gotta you gotta feel like that helps you win because if we're doing GOC only booster how many heroes have you seen that are dual icon that are meat yeah. flips yeah <laughs> i mean there's there's a there's a good bit in the new testament gold that don't flip like the woman at the well um i believe Jairus and his daughter they don't have flip sides so there there's some that don't have the dual icon but there's a lot that do So that's what
1: booster draft. I mean, you're going to get somewhat of a hodgepodge of stuff. So you're going to have disciples. You're going to be running Samaritans. You could have a little bit of every flavor. So, I mean, house divided is a common card. So let's take it, let's grab it and let's make some chaos happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then that'll bring us to gathering the angels or gathering of angels. I'm sorry. Let's be technical about the name Gathering of Angels. And this is a Silver Brigade Mono, uh, Silver Mono Brigade Enhancement, whose numbers are X and X. And the X identifier is Number of Angels in Battle. It has a star ability, which is Resurrect an Angel. And the ability, which seems like it was made 100% for my buddy, my team's partner, Jeremy Chambers, and his Angel Party deck. It is interrupt the battle. Your gospel hero, which could be an angel, obviously, because it's Silver Brigade here. Your gospel hero may ban to any number of New Testament angels. So that that's going to get all of your angels into battle. And then discard up to X evil enhancements. So if they played an evil enhancement that's winning the battle, you get to play interrupt the battle, ban in a bunch of people, and then you get to discard their enhancement based on the number of angels that you have in battle, which you're bringing more in. So this card is made for the angel party deck. It's also got some pretty cool artwork on here from the Archangels comics. And it's just a fantastic looking card.
1: I'm glad to see that card back. The uh, that It's like an iconic card, I think, from a warrior set where you were just like oh wow now i can like set this guy aside and and then when he comes back he'll be able to band other people or other angels is that is that
0: the one that you had to set aside for like four turns
1: i I believe so i i could be wrong but okay my my only warriors is pretty good and i think that's what it does but yeah the artwork on that is
0: my my only interaction with that card because you know i just came in in 2019 but in booster draft, you'd get that card sometimes, and you'd you'd work hard to get to get them to be able to band. And sometimes the game would end before then, yeah. or you know the game just goes back and forth really really quick to where you're like, oh, he can already do it. So <laughs> that card just kind of you know got passed by because it took so True. long for it to gain the ability. So gathering of angels definitely a fun one to have back and reprinted, and that's a, a a great ability. So. That'll bring us to the last one, and it is going to be Deafening Spirit. It is a dual icon card, and those icons are Evil Character and Evil Enhancement. Both of them are just Orange Brigade, so Mono Brigade on both. And the Evil Enhancement is Territory Class. It is a generic demon, and it says, If put in play, or if played from a Territory negate a good card this turn. If it is an enhancement, discard it. You may convert this enhancement to an evil character. So if put in play, or if played from a territory, so you can put it in play, and then negate a good card this turn. If it is an enhancement, discard it. You may convert this enhancement to an evil character. That's one that I think you kind of read it the second time, and then you get it. So you basically are playing this card and it's an enhancement and you can negate a card, a good card this turn. And then if it's an enhancement, you would discard that. And then it immediately because it's territory class on the evil enhancement side, it would convert to an evil character and just be in territory at that point.
1: I believe. Yeah, I mean that's great. I mean, all those placed enhancements like what cameo Speech and Gosh, I can't think of death of the that one? death of the family. You know, anything that's yeah. you know, there that's going to hurt you in, once you go into battle. So that would be nice to... You know, if you're yep. playing Jay,
0: you need a way around that faith among corruption. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody's given him any flood jokes lately, so I just figured I'd throw one out. So that'll bring us to the main topic of the episode is your New York State Tournament. Yeah, and I know that you were excited when that happened. So, what was what was that experience like, and how was the the turnout for that tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, New York State tournament for 2022. Um, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. We had 17 players from four different states. So obviously, we had players from New York. We had players from Connecticut, from Massachusetts, and from Pennsylvania. Um, and it was an all-day event. We did it all in one day. And I got there. I live about half an hour from where we hosted. So I got there at 9 a.m. set up. We played until I think 10:30 PM. So we those of us that stayed that huh, Over long, 12 left, hours. Yeah, I was in that building. I was in that church for over 12 hours, but we locked up about 1045 and And you know, went home after that, but whoo, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was, I want to say, the biggest tournament I have personally hosted yet. Um, we had, I guess I can just kind of do a rundown of how many people played each category. We had four players in type two, two player, Uh, I put, I played in that. We had six players in type one, two player, those were at the same time, and. We had some newer players from uh, Mark's group, M- Mark 00990 um from his group. So we had some younger players. So they played type a, or it kind of became type one classic because most those kids cannot, not, you know, have just rotation type cards. So uh, we played, had three players in that, and then we had six players and teams. So there was three, three teams. So they had to do round robin, which worked out because we had a whopping 11 players play sealed deck. Uh, Yeah, 11 players in sealed deck. That's pretty good turnout. 11. That was the biggest category, 11 players in sealed deck. And we had eight people stay when we started booster draft at like 7 p.m.
0: (laughs) Okay, look, Rob, you got to tell the truth now did you run off extra copies of the uh, play test cards that they gave you for K and L is that why sealed was so popular?
1: <laughs> no, that would be a good one though. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thankfully I had enough decks on hand for 11 people, but yeah, that was, that was crazy. And I, I played in sealed because that's my favorite category. And, um, Actually the only one I didn't end up placing in, but um yeah, I mean goodness, uh first uh, one of the first high level tournaments of the of the season, I believe it was the second state tournament after uh what, Oregon. Um
0: yeah, we're Chad where Chad's or, at, I
1: believe. Yeah, where Chad they had so we got to hand out the goodness. I'm trying to think of the name of the the new promo and it's slipping my mind right now. One of the emperors, right? Uh is it or no? Pontius, it was Pontius pilot? pilot? Yep.
0: Yeah, he's a governor, uh, I think, yep. on the card.
1: Yeah, the governor. We had Pontius Pilot and then um we happened to have Haman because I believe I just put in for the tournament super early. Um <laughs> for the other other one, which is the promo from a couple years ago. And then And you
0: could you could have gotten like if you had done it afterwards, I think the other promo you could have gotten is what blind Bartimaeus?
1: Uh Bartimaeus is the regional one. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So that you gotta go to a regional tournament to get that one.
0: Well, so, what yeah, was, I mean what was the other seasonal seasonal promo? Um I
1: thought
0: there was a new seasonal. Is that what I on it is?
1: Yeah, that's the that's for a local or a district. Eye on it. It's the uh, mono brigade uh, okay. play enhancement.
0: See, so I, I did
1: have we did GOC only, so I did have a promo for that, which was goodness. I can't even remember which one I got. I think it was Gates of Jerusalem. I want to say, <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a great turnout. Um, last year I was running the numbers, um, for my previous, I ran the state tournament last year for New York. We had people from the same states, not all the same people. Um, cause there was 14 people and four of those people were my family, including me. And for this tournament, none of my family came cause they had friends over and they didn't want to, you know, was like, play, go play redemption or hang out with friends. And They, they kicked they, you down, out, didn't they? they they're you know they're kids so they chose play with the friends um but yeah so and last year it was at my house so it was a little bit easier to to not have to travel and whatnot but no it was great to have it at the church that we had it at um and that was hosted by um wake them up ministries uh the church that my buddy julio attends and so we do tournaments there monthly So I've been hosting there since August and it just seemed natural to continue the trend and host the state tournament there. Yeah, Um,
0: definitely a good, good, I guess, progress measure to know that you had to abandon hosting in your own home because of the numbers getting, you know, getting there and being what they are. That's definitely, you'll take the 30 minute travel
1: for the tournament being that successful, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I could have probably fit everybody in my, uh, garage cause that's where I hosted it last year, but we did it last year in, um, I think it was like the end of June and it just happened to be a really hot June day. So we did it Friday night and Saturday last year and we were roasting out there last year on Friday night. So we moved it into my downstairs and that wasn't just not an option this year. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, um, I guess I could kind of say who won and say who.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all for the results
1: for sure. Let me pull those up real quick here. Try to take pictures of all my um, winners lists now and get to the right, get to the right one. Be good. All right. So like I said, we had 17 participants. So I'll just go right down the. Well, I'll try to go by categories that finished. So for type one, two player, our first place player was Kevin. Um, I'm going to butcher his last name. Um, McIlrath. 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 Kevin, Mac- <laughs> I believe from uh,
0: Nationals last year, it's Kevin McIlrath.
1: Um, and then for second place was Julio. Negron, and uh Mark, I, I haven't spoken your last name in many, many years, so hopefully I say it right, uh, Mark Vilecki, um, if I am wrong, I apologize, <laughs> you can correct me, and I'll get it right next time, <laughs> and then for type 2-2 two, two player, um, we had Emmanuel take the top spot. Okay, hold on, then-
0: hold on, since you mentioned his name, I believe everyone on the- that's listening to the podcast will want to know this. Did he play yes. Daniel?
1: Yes. So E-Man, <laughs> yep. E-Man played Daniel in type two. Um, nice. So yeah, I played him. We did two rounds of type two, two player. There was four of us. Um, my buddy, uh, Scooch Slam, uh, otherwise known as Paul and um, who I, is a friend of my channel. I will say Robin studios, who has been uh, a guest on there a couple of times we did an INJ video and the next few weeks you'll see him more on my channel. Um, he willingly played type two for the first time to make the category even. And so I gave him one of my spare decks and in the round one, man, I'm sitting there get, playing him. And I said, Man, you're, you're about to beat me with my, my own deck. <laughs> um, he <laughs> likes to play the Philistines. I gave him my um, post-Azilic and Philistine deck, and um, he really held his own with it. And I just barely squeaked out a win against him. Um, both games timed out. Emmanuel played um, John Mialesian, and Emmanuel got the w- win against him. So the top game for type two, two player was between E-Man and myself. And, um, it was a fun game. As soon as he started drawing cards and putting cards down, I noticed that he was playing Daniel. I was playing, uh, well, this is going to spoil it. Cause I'm trying to get some games in with, uh, Jaden, but I was playing a disciples, uh, deck and, um, mm. That's- I got to do some damage to Emmanuel before he ultimately won um, by playing the cross. And he had to discard multiple dominance without using them. Um, obviously not the ones that got him souls. Cause once the cross went bye-bye, he was able to get his souls, but um, yeah, it was a fun game. Um, I learned even more about uh about Daniel in that <laughs> in that game and um one of the other reasons he won is because I let him borrow uh one of my cards Michael Chief Pratt box. No no uh, no <laughs> I let him borrow a a site um prison from uh early church I think okay and um yep he was able to um to pretty much stop me once he got that whole thing in place. So uh, hats off to him for coming in first in that category. Um, so yeah, John and I ended up tying because we had the same lost soul differential for second. And then that was the morning. And then we had some pizza for lunch. So come to my tournament so you can have some pizza. <laughs> um, the afternoon is when we started the, four rounds of sealed deck at a state tournament. (laughs) Um, So Ryan Greason ended up taking the top spot for that. Uh, Julio came in second and uh, Kalan came in third. Uh, During that time as well, teams was played. The top team was Emmanuel and Mark. The second place team was Paul and Soulseeker, or Jonathan Greason, uh, back into the tournament scene. And third place was John Muleesian and Kevin, who well, I will not butcher your name again. <laughs> Kevin
0: McElrath.
1: Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you do it. I feel All very right.
0: confident in it, so I'll just. You know, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. McElrath. you know, yeah. I, right. you know, I don't. Mean I would either, be. But. I would be hopeful that he does. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm not proudly saying his name and then saying it wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have too much insight into the team's play with the Type 1 decks. I do know that uh, Soul Seeker, Jonathan, borrowed uh, Emmanuel's Daniel deck for that. Um, So I'm not sure what Emmanuel and Mark were running, but uh, Paul has a... uh, Was it the Philistine and the Israelite contender deck? So that's what he was running. And then I'm not sure what the other two guys had. But for a sealed deck, I can kind of speak a little bit about that and about my experience there. Uh, First couple of games, I was able to uh, win my first couple of games. Uh, The first one was, was real quick. I was over in about 15, 20 minutes. So I was excited. I was like, all right, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And um, got to the third round. And I had two people from my play group there, uh, members of the church there. Um, And um, Kalan, he's one of the teenagers there. And he is one of the few people in the group that can beat me at sealed deck. And I was worried once we got paired up. Because I was like, "Oh man, he's probably beat me more than I'm beat him now at Seal Deck," and um, we got to the uh, 45 minutes. Timer was out. We were at four to four, and I had a chance to win. And you know, at this point in the day, you've played two games of type two two player, which is an hour and fifteen minutes each, plus the time at the end, right? and I've played two two full rounds of sealed deck and almost a full time of the third one at this point, right? My brain is fried already. Like, tons of fun, but my brain is fried already. And I played... um, I had the I deck, so I was was fighting the uphill battle for this tournament, right? We all (laughs) know the I deck is not as good as the J deck. He had the J deck. Um... I played Angels, was it Angelic Guidance? So I was able to look at his hand. He had four cards left. There was like one card left in his draw pile. I was able to look at his hand. He had three good enhancements and he had one dual icon enhancement, Avenge, uh, which was Black Brigade on the other side. I'm like, okay, great. The Black Brigade. He doesn't have Black Brigade. He's got. He's got, what, uh, orange and gray. This is great. I got this. And then I go in with Gabriel.
0: I'm guessing Gabriel. you didn't have this.
1: I, yeah, <laughs> you're guessing I didn't have this, right? But in my mind, I'm like, I have this. Like I said, my brain is fried. So I took a battle winner from my deck with a Angelic Guidance. I go in with Gabriel, and... What should I have grabbed from my discard pile, Gabriel? I'll let you answer that.
0: Eaten by worms.
1: I don't know. <laughs> eaten by worms. Well, the card I grabbed might have well been eaten by worms. It wasn't. But I did grab another battle winner. Um, I guess I should. What I said was the, the card he had was Avenged, um, which um, the, the evil side captures a hero. I wasn't worried about it, right? Because he doesn't have
0: Anybody to play game. it on.
1: Yeah, but you know who he had in his territory? And I didn't even, like, realize it. He didn't have black in his territory. But you know what he had was unclean spirit. Made ban to a human evil character. Oh, he used yours? You know who I had in my territory? Delilah. (laughs) The numbers of unclean spirit and Delilah are probably less than Gabriel, who is a 1010, right? So instead
0: of the battle winner, you really, really needed the negate.
1: I needed that negate why do, why would I need two battle winners when I when he only had one card so yeah I've been, <laughs> I've been uh mulling that one over in my mind for the last week, but uh regardless great game great battle um ended up tying the fourth round uh with my uh buddy Julio and um my hopes and dreams of placing at the sealed deck as the state level at that tournament were dashed but yeah overall tons of fun tons of fun so that made for a very long day at that point we had gotten to um what i say about six seven o'clock when we were able to send off the group from connecticut and massachusetts uh gave out the prizes for the first uh four categories and a couple of the other guys headed out as well we had some uh, returning players from down the, in the western part of New York. And then we went into the final category of Booster Draft. We played Lineage of Christ, Lineage of Christ only Booster Draft. Uh, sorry, not GOC yet. That would have been epic, but it um, would have been a LSC's little still
0: pretty still pretty good.
1: Oh, LLC is great. LLC is great. We had a lot of fun. We had eight players, so we had two tables to draft with. um, And then we paired up and did two-player booster draft after that. So we did three rounds of that. And um, for the placement of those, we ended up with... Zach Miller, as the winner for Booster Draft, who has just joined our Discord. Um, I came in second. And Soul Seeker, Jonathan Creason, came in third. So I was able to... uh, I got to play Al Bauer, one of our uh, longstanding members and players of the game. Uh, He drove out from his hometown and played in sealed deck and booster draft. And I played him in the first round. I beat him. And then I played soul seeker second round lost to him in a timeout loss. And then I played his son and um, I beat his son. So that got me second. So, yeah, I mean, tournament play is a uh, tons of fun and, I guess I'll, I'll let you probably have some other questions for me about it. but
0: So reading between the lines there as you gave the uh, explanation for the categories, you placed in every category you played except for Sealed.
1: I did, yes, and I should have placed in Sealed, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so after, after you ended up placing in Booster, knowing that you could have placed top three in all categories you played, it probably ate mm-hmm. at you a little bit more that you didn't grab that Negate, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, um, I don't think I got to sleep till like three in the morning that night. (laughs) And it's still, it's still eating at me a little bit. I'm still trying to, uh, come to grips with it, but that's okay. Um, a lot of fun either way.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you this being that you are one of the first state level tournaments for this tournament season. What could you tell us about like the field for, Most most people, I think, that are listening, um, I know that we've done some stuff with type two and and we're going to do stuff talking about other categories in the future for episodes. But most people are type one or they think about type one and the meta of type one when people talk about the meta anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So what could you tell us? What was the field like and what was the, you know, your read on what everybody was playing
1: and whatnot? I should totally have a better answer for this as having been the host and and deck checking and all that um but thankfully i had so many people willing to help with that um emmanuel since he was playing type two helped a lot with deck checking and making sure everybody had you know a rotation legal deck um so for the for the meta for the type one i don't have too much insight to that um I imagine music leader was out there making making some some of that happen. Um, trying to trying to think and see because I, I you know I did check some some decks, but having having being a and um, know some people ask me, hey, why don't you record? <laughs> why don't you live stream it? I was like, you want me to live stream? only to host and play in a tournament. If I didn't play in the tournament then then maybe I could accomplish the uh the other thing, but um I don't have a a grand answer for that like um
0: well well here let me let me ask you this because this is something else that I think a lot of people okay. would be interested in is how much of g o c phase one cards and themes showed up throughout the the day in the various categories where people okay. could bring their own cards
1: right um i don't think there was too much of it yet i know i had um kevin bought the rest of the supplies that we had there of goc um personally i played a lot of goc in my deck i had um the disciples and i had what the ferret did i do pharisees yeah i think i had pharisees in my defense um there was definitely, definitely like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So, I mean, a lot of the defensive cards, the gray and the and the black definitely came out because I think that's like our main defense that we are talking about when it comes to the gospel of Christ right now since we don't really have access to those fancy orange ones that are coming out in nationals. Yeah. And then um, I imagine Babel was out there wreaking some havoc. And um, few other few other things there.
0: You you mentioned that you got the cross down on Emmanuel when you guys played. Did yeah, you...
1: I got the cross first turn in my in my game with him.
0: Nice. Um, did you see anybody else playing the cross?
1: Um, I did not. I didn't really get to go and observe the other events as much. Um, we did, you know, have to do some rulings and stuff for them, but yeah. Uh, thankfully, like, like I said, with being such a big tournament, like when it's a small tournament, you can, you can generally do a, do a lot of it yourself, but when you have so many people there, uh, really great, um, shout out to Mark with all his help and Emmanuel and soul seeker, they all pitched in. And when one of us wasn't playing, we would be the one to kind of come over and judge and, and, you know, check on things. It was interesting for me because just playing so many um close categories, I I I I looked at a lot of the same cards. The uh the I deck and the and all the um LOC cards, but I imagine there was some some good uh strategies being formulated. So I think once we get more more tournaments at that level going, I think we'll we'll see more themes and and stuff had i played um type one two player i could share what what i would have been playing i would have been running the um the gold offense and trying to do the reserving yeah and then um have a couple different strategies one is is the uh, contender version where you're discarding on defense with egyptians and the other one is uh crimson where you're trying to uh play uh some magicians and some babylonians to you know stop people from playing certain cards like the son of god or something like that
0: for the people that you have there how many i guess two two questions just to to like figure out your field versus you know like everyone else and and how they fit in were most of the players there had they already bought some GOC or had access to those cards or were they playing with card pools that maybe didn't have that? And then also of the people that were there, how many of those do you think are planning to potentially be at nationals?
1: Okay. Um, So, yeah, so to answer your first question, I think, I don't think, I don't know if Mark's group had access to GOC. Maybe they did. Um, So maybe a little bit there. And I don't know if like his he brought a couple of younger players along with him from his church. So they might not have had too much in their decks. Um and then John's group, I I believe they do have do have access. So that was three players. We had three players from the Connecticut, Massachusetts area. So they had they had some GOC. We had um um, including Mark, that would have been six people from his his group in another part of New York. And then myself and the two other people from my play group that were represented, the teens from my group couldn't be there. They had an all-nighter that night, the night before the church. Um, we did have access to GOC, so there was definitely some GOC in um, those decks. And then... One of the other guys had just been returning from the game. So, um, cactus knee, he, he had a lot of classic, classic cards. So he, he played the the classic category. He actually won, I should have mentioned, uh, Jason, I believe his name is cactus knee. He won the classic category against, uh, the two uh kids from Mark's from Mark's group. And then, um, Paul and Alina from the representative from Pennsylvania. He, um, I think he just bought some GOC that he opened after the tournament. Like he bought some like that arrived to his home after he got back home, I think. So I don't think he had, he mainly had um, uh, his, his contender deck was his uh, main main stuff. So it, so it seems that's...
0: about like ha- half may have had About access.
1: half, yeah, that that seems about right. And then um, actually a lot of the people, not a lot of the people, because I don't fit 17 people in my van, but um, I'm taking uh, Mark, myself, Julio, Kalan, and Paul, and the five of us are driving to nationals this summer.
0: Nice.
1: Um, so it was actually nice. I met Paul for the first time in person um at the tournament. Otherwise I would have been picking up a guy on the side of the road <laughs> in Ohio somewhere to uh take him to nationals. So glad you, to have
0: now you have some context on on. Now I have some, up.
1: Yep, yep. Um and then I believe, you know, obviously they're gonna have representatives from New England, from the Northeast, um, from that play group. So Um, At least the three of them, and then obviously others from their group will become the Nationals. And then um, I know Soulseeker said he wants to, but he's not sure yet. But, yeah, I mean, I'll also say that it was kind of like a little reunion for us, and we were only missing uh, Ray Zen Um, uh, because when I went to my first tournament in 2008, uh, that was the New York State tournament back then, hosted by Mark, uh the other players there were Al, were Jonathan and um one of our elders, uh, Mr. Miyota. So we were just kind of missing him. Otherwise, it would have been like a real, real grand reunion of uh all of us that have returned to the game after um, you know, many years of absences. So um myself having come back to the game about a year and a half ago. Mark having come back to the game this past November when he kind of came to um, a district that I hosted. And then um, Soul Seeker, I think it's been a while since he uh, has been at a tournament. And then, yeah, so just a great time to be rejoined by people who played back in the heyday when I believe when Mark hosted uh regionals northeast regionals in 2010 or maybe it was 2011 i forget which year he he hosted but i want to say there was like 30 or 40 players at, at, at those regionals
0: man that's crazy turnout for
1: right which is yep
0: hopefully we can get back to where like it's not so uncommon to see see some of the big tournaments in, in some of the more densely populated areas for players you know, you guys got up to 17 for States. So, Mm um, I assume there's going to be a regionals in that area, which you would expect. Are you, are you expecting to, do you know, break 20 for that regionals, I guess?
1: I would hope so. I know it's going to be in Connecticut for the Northeast. So that's hosted by John Muelletian. Um, I will be traveling out there. Um, I'll be bringing my family with me. Um, whether or not they play I don't I don't know that yet Um, and that I know Mark is traveling out there so hopefully we get a good turnout for regionals as well that would be awesome because I have not been to a regional tournament since that one I want those ones I spoke about with the 30 or 40 players so I'm excited excited to get to a regional tournament yeah should be good
0: let me ask you, and and we'll get ready to wrap up here. But let me ask you one final question. That's probably a loaded question, or at least I <laughs> hope so. Okay, I hope, I hope it creates some context or content here. So, sure. good tournaments are usually accompanied by good memories, um, things that you you obviously enjoyed that that stick with you long after the tournament's done. Like this game mm-hmm. in tabletop gaming in general, just while you're playing the game, like there's, you can, you can play it in complete absence of, you know, like finding out about the person on the other side, but there's the chance, especially if it's a, you know, a close knit group that you have context of who they are. You, you sit down and it's a bonding time and there's usually good memories, good stories. So do you got any good stories from the tournament? You know, whether it was, you know, during a game or just, you know, somebody you hadn't seen in a while and, and something memorable, a story, you know, that sticks with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, Playing, having played nine rounds throughout the whole day between the three categories, um, I just think, uh, just, you know, a little bit of highlights from each, like sitting down, getting to play against Paul in person uh, was exciting. Uh, We play weekly over over Zoom, so finally get to play him in person. That was uh, wonderful to be able to do. Emmanuel, we played uh, second round in the first series of the Zoom Discord Invitational. And um, I think we both kind of suffered from from slow internet that day. So uh, it was nice to get to talk to him in person, play with him in person. Um, you know, just being there with everybody, it's always great to see Al. Um, it's always great to be reunited with like I said with Jonathan and with you know just all the guys that have kind of been there over the years um, and then just I mean the biggest memory is gonna stick with me <laughs> with me uh, you know you would hope it wouldn't be that the moment that you uh, you know remember as being like oh man if I had only done this moment, So we'll try not to focus on that one, but, you know, we'll just focus on, you know, the times where you're just like, man, it's the, you know, end of the night and we've gotten to play all these events and we've gotten to meet all these people, uh, always appreciate, um, John coming out and driving out from new England to, to join. He, he came out last year as well to my state tournament. So just having those times to just really you know it's more than just a game it's you know it's about fellowship it's about bonding with um with other people in in this game that we all know and love and just whether it's just you know laughing over eating pizza or just uh getting to to chat with people that you hadn't hadn't met before so i think everyone there has a a story they could tell just getting to know everyone and I look forward to the next time I get to play with some of those guys so um hopefully getting a chance to go and uh play with Mark's group uh in the other part of New York getting a chance to um maybe go down to Pennsylvania and get to play with um those guys so yeah I mean like you said, it's probably a loaded question. Cause I could probably ramble on about, about different things, but I guess I'll take my takeaway would be, you know, don't focus on the, the, the moments where you, where you messed up, but focus on the good memories and the, the good times that you had. And, um, yeah, just get out there and, and, you know, if you go and you don't have to play every, every category to have fun, you can go, you can fellowship. Um, Al just plays sealed deck and booster, and then takes the rest of the time to to chat with people. So you can go there for that too. You don't have to have to play everything. So
0: you guys did the whole one day thing, and mm-hmm. so you don't. I mean, I mean, I guess by the time you finish, you're you're wrapping up, and and most people are you know wanting to get home after a long day. Most of the um, state tournaments that I've attended or you know even regionals are the same way. Um just because of our our area we have a much smaller group. We we have not upgraded to a church for the ones in Alabama yet. You know, fingers crossed hopefully we do expand to where, you know, it's necessary for us to be in a you know, a bigger facility. But it's like you you play the we we do the Friday and Saturday thing for those tournaments. So you come and you spend the night, and it's like the moments that don't even involve the cards are some of the coolest. Like
1: absolutely last
0: year for the regionals for the southeast, I, I believe it was that. It might have been the state tournament, but I believe it was southeast. I remember us at like so the the McDonald's in that area closed at what whatever time they closed. I don't know if it was like. 2am or if it was midnight i want to believe it was after midnight or something maybe they closed randomly at one o'clock or something and we we roll up and we've got an order for like eight people slammed into chris fashman's uh suv (laughs) and we roll up and they're like can you just pull a literally can you just pull ahead and it looks like they've closed the the mcdonald's without bringing us our food and then they finally bring it out but like the conversations in the car ride there, you know, are, are one of the memories that sticks with me from that tournament, even though I can't tell you which tournament that was, but, mm-hmm. um, there's so much of the, like in between the actual, the games. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the fellowship aspect of it. And I think that's pretty cool. And so I definitely commend you guys for going all day. But like the, the, I, I guess sometimes I feel like, um, you know, as you were you were talking about going through and doing all of those and and whatnot. And so I guess when I think of stories like I would tell after a tournament, your tournament your tournament stories involve who you got to play and stuff a little bit more than more than me because you had a bigger pool of people to play mm-hmm. down here. You know, mm-hmm. we see the same, you know, Jay's gone now, but you know, we see Jay, Jeremy, Brad, myself, you know, Uh, Jay and Jeremy's brother, Josh, you have Chris come down with Sean. It's, it's the same, same few people. Tyler's there. It's same, same handful of people. So it's a lot of the, once you've, you've built a good rapport with those few people, then it it becomes a lot about, you know, not necessarily what the, what is involved with the cards per se, but like the conversations and the hanging out that happens in addition to that. Right. So I, I, I definitely value the fact that like we we have a lot of that within our group you know being that it's so small we have that so you know you having 17 at your tournament you get a little bit more variety in in who's there and you, you don't get to spend probably as much direct time with each one of them so it's just I guess different different worlds I guess about you know the experience so you know, like I'm asking you that, and you're you're focused more on gameplay, and I'm I'm thinking, okay, where's the story to McDonald's? Where's your where's your <laughs> own,
1: I, <laughs> like where's we your where's Luke. your
0: Sonic story? Like you you ran to Sonic, Uh-oh. and and their ice cream machine was down, or you know, like where's <laughs> where's that
1: story at? But I, I, I would love some Sonic right now. would <laughs> be great. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't leave the house with your kids in the bed though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> true but, true. but yeah that's
0: that's kind of what i you know like where where i asked you that question i'm like okay i'm about to i'm about to find out that but it's completely different when you guys ran the ran the full thing in one day which you know as a host you were talking about like if if you were to try to live stream any of that i couldn't imagine doing that
1: so yeah definitely. i tried that last year it didn't work out so well. <laughs>
0: definitely hats off to you for hosting a, what sounds like a fun tournament and had a great turnout and hopefully, hopefully you guys completely, you know, shatter, whatever, whatever realistic goals that you you guys might have for the the regionals in that area. So hopefully, you know, and that that just creates the buzz and gets everybody wanting to go. I know you said a, a bunch of you guys are going to carpool to nationals and then John bringing his group, just yep. Hopefully, the like was everyone hyped about nationals there. Like I assume that like that that was probably a big topic of conversation there is is nationals because nationals just seems like last year I went to my first one and it, it it's like it's such a foreign concept of what we did there and that's not you know on anybody that hosted or you know the venue mm-hmm. or anything but like it's like they try to make you completely like. Forget about last year because it's like it's all new this year and it's so much bigger. It's like boom and then it gets bigger, boom, and it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And you're just waiting for that balloon to bust because there's so much building. I am so stoked for it. There is definitely a full tank of gas and we are on, you know, all aboard, all the coals in. We're we're heading hype train straight to Nationals.
1: I'm on board with you. I'm I'm right there. You know, add more coal to that train because you know, we're just getting closer and closer to it. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, there definitely was the hype about it. Um, and then, you know, three of the five people that I'm taking, you know, including myself, well, not including myself because I've been to a Nationals, but three of the guys that are going, going with me haven't been yet. So, yeah, I mean, they're all excited about it. Um, I can't wait till, till it's that morning, to t- time to drive out to uh, Iowa. So it's a 12-and-a-half-hour journey for us or so, plus all the stops. So. I cannot wait <laughs> until I am staring at a
0: cornfield <laughs> because I will know that I have made it to where I'm going to get my King of Tyrus foil card.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was hoping – I'm hoping for one. I'm hoping for one. Yeah. Even I, if it's not national winning, I was hoping for an r and RNRS. That's, one, that's what so. I was
0: about to say. Like we'll I'm, see. I'm about to be chasing all kinds of RNRS points.
1: <laughs> I've been chasing them all year, so I'm just go look at the, just go look at the cactus website. <laughs> <laughs> I've been chasing them.
0: All right, so. so we'll get ready to close right here, and I uh, definitely want to make sure that, as always, I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for helping the podcast become what it is. Thank you to our sponsor, Covenant Games. And thank you, Rob, for joining us and telling us a little bit about your experience hosting the New York State Tournament. You finally made it on the podcast, man.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, It only took, uh, what, episode 29. So, you know, 29 is my favorite number. And um, Is it really your favorite number? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I think 29 is the number of minutes that we've played a uh, game against each other. Oh. um, (laughs) At yeah. the uh, type half last year at nationals, but yeah, no. <laughs> <I am. laughs> thanks for having me on, John. I really appreciate it. And um, one more thing, I'll say is just uh, reach out if you want to join the uh, Zoom Discord Invitational and get your chance at winning a custom play mat from Robin Studios.
0: Yep, want a play Matt here, want a play Matt there, want a play Matt everywhere. <laughs> so, all right, thanks, Rob, for joining, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Episode number 29 in the books. want to thank you for tagging along for this episode. Make sure you get your answers submitted for the riddle for your chance to win the week three giveaway and win one of those awesome playmats. Also, make sure you get your games in for the Lucky Grand Prix if you're signed up for that. Make sure you sign up for series two of the Zoom Discord Invitational. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>